0: Eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and everybody can be happy that Christopher is here today. Hello, everybody. How are you? At least everybody that's happy. Can I tell everybody a funny story about you?
1: Um, sure. Sure. <laughs>
0: so because
1: you mean you can do it when I'm here or you can just do it when I'm not
0: (laughs) so the other day I was making um like one of those little faye yogurt cups I was like mixing some hot honey into it and you said to me don't forget to take the paper off and I was like oh god yeah (laughs) well obviously you know how there's like that thin paper that sits on top of the yogurt and I'm like no kidding. And you're like, well, I didn't know that there was paper. So this guy. So this I've, I've
1: g- never had yogurt with stupid paper on top so of it because there's a
0: lid. So this guy peels the tinfoil like you know, cover off and then pours honey on top of paper. But then when he goes to mix the honey still doesn't realize that there's paper. What did you think had happened? I
1: thought that the yogurt was so cold oh. that <laughs> it hardened the honey pretty darn quick. It it, it made it thicker. So so I'm mixing it around, and then I the go paper. take a scoop, and I get a mouthful of <laughs> paper.
0: <laughs> Literally. I mean, it's one thing. Okay, you put the honey on top, but you would think once you put the spoon in it, you realize, oh, there's paper. Mm-hmm. But you just thought. And I just
1: thought it was the honey had thickened and <gasps> oh, toughened. God.
0: I will never remove the paper from yogurt without thinking of that story.
1: <clears throat> anyway. Fantastic. We have prizes. We have yes. an episode for you folks. It's going to be amazing.
0: Yes. Um, so I decided. First, I was going to give you the option to give something away, but I knew you would pick, like, something... never a good idea. Yeah. So, I decided to go with Relief Plus again because I made a post the other day in um, the Primal Potential Facebook group, and I was talking about how inflammation is the starting point of, like, almost every disease. And there's a lot we can do to minimize inflammation, lifestyle, diet, you know, all of those kinds of things, but supplementation is one of the big ones, and... The reason that it's such a high priority for me is because even on the days that I don't eat well or I overeat or I don't exercise or I don't meditate, I know that I'm doing something good for myself. And when I made that post, a bunch of people commented that they've been using Relief Plus and it's really helped. It works. It is the best. So I do to tell you. We're going to give that away at the end of today's show and I'll make sure to put a link to it in the show description in case you don't win today. But if you want to win, it's really easy. Leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. Or uh, leave a review of this podcast, in Apple podcast, or post on Facebook or Instagram with an episode of the show that you are listening to or loving. Make sure to tag me and you could win. We'll announce the winner at the end of the show. We have a big announcement before we get to the questions. You don't even know this yet. Nope. Okay. You know that I'm working on my third book, right? I do. And my third book, guys, was what I always thought would be my second book, right? But Tools for the Trenches, which comes out 10-26, October 26th, Um 12 days. Less than two weeks, folks. That's crazy, isn't it? So crazy. So I never thought I would write this book. This book, Tools for the Trenches, kind of came in the aftermath of Dagny's death. Mm -hmm. But Book three is always what I was excited to write after Chasing Cupcakes because it's the how-to of creating change. Like, we know what to do, we know what we want, but we don't do it. So how do we become really powerful implementers? What I decided to do in January is I'm going to basically create a small mastermind for people who want just this, they want to implement, and they are going to work with me for 16 weeks, four months, and they are going to get all of the tools in book three that probably won't be out for like a year, a year and a half, and they are going to go through with me, they are going to get this stuff before anybody else not only are they going to be able to read it chapter by chapter, they're also going to work with me on implementation for 16 weeks, the only focus of the group. None of it is learning. All of it is doing. And they are going to be able to start 2022 like on a rocket ship because we're going to be a small, powerful group helping each other implement the things we need to get to our goals. And I really can't think of a better way. So I'm also going to put link to the waitlist for that cuz the waitlist is not only going to get the lowest price they're going to get the first opportunity to grab the spots. So I'll put the link to the waitlist. Wow. In the I'm so excited. That's something to be excited about. I am super excited. So anyway, I'll put the link to the waitlist for those of you that are like, "Ah, uh, yeah, action, please and accountability for that action starting the first Monday in January, but you got to be on the waitlist if you want to get the lowest price and the opportunity to grab spot. First Which will open up, I think, end of November, beginning of December is when I'll open it up. Awesome. And then we'll do a couple of like preliminary workshops in December, and then we'll get started in January.
1: Very exciting things.
0: I'm like really, really pumped about it. Okay. Big
1: big things coming up, folks. (sighs) Yeah. Questions What part of your business do you least like, and how do you motivate yourself to do it anyway? Paying the taxes, probably.
0: <laughs> and,
1: I mean, I think Blah. jail time motivates that.
0: Um, <laughs> what do I like least? Honestly, I think it varies uh, based on my mood. I don't like administrative stuff, but that's why I have a VA. Um, mm-hmm. Most of you guys are familiar with Irely. She handles a lot of that administrative stuff that I don't like. Gosh, what do I like least? I mean.
1: I mean, we I mean, could tell you, but you'd all stop listening. No. Um
0: <laughs> There's still some admin stuff that I don't like. For example, the back-end stuff of getting a podcast episode up, which most people oh, hire it's, people it's, to do. Yeah,
1: super mundane. And, yeah,
0: uh, most people hire somebody out, but I just don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things that, like, it doesn't take a lot I mean, of time. Is it
1: worth paying someone to do it? And a lot of people would finance. argue that, yes, right. it is,
0: and that's fine. But, like, the, the nitty-gritty of what it takes to go from here where we're talking to it's up on the podcast and it goes everywhere, like, I don't enjoy that. I don't and, – and here's the thing. Oh, we're going to talk more about motivation today, but I think people misunderstand the word motivation. Like how do you motivate yourself to do it anyway? I think the, the word that's more appropriately placed there is how do you get the discipline to do it? Yeah, because motivation is a feeling. Like I never feel motivated to do it Motivation ever. is fleeting. Right. But the discipline is because of the consequences. Like right. if I don't do this – it's no there's not gonna be a podcast um so same thing with like any sort of um paperwork stuff like often with my tax advisor or my accountant I have to you know give them paperwork I don't like that but the discipline to do it comes from understanding what happens if I don't right so that's but ask me next week it might be a different part that I like least I hate editing the books yeah. But again, the outcome, like, well, if I don't, <laughs> it's going to be a lot worse if or, I don't. Or
1: it could be more entertaining.
0: You don't know. No, be more like, rah. anyway, next question. How to stay motivated through discouragement. So this is, I, I mentioned we we're going to talk more about motivation. Motivation is a feeling. Discouragement is a feeling. So you're not simultaneously about the same thing, going to feel both motivated and discouraged. I think that what this person is really looking for is how to be disciplined to follow mm-hmm. through when you're discouraged. Because you can go from feeling really down to feeling really up, but I don't believe that what people want is like to feel really up. They want to be disciplined and consistent regardless of how they feel. Right. So... I always say to myself, you don't need to be motivated. You need to be consistent. You need to be disciplined. And when you are disciplined, you don't need motivation. So I never want to work out. I mean, maybe one in 100 days, I actually want to. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, is that a lot to do with your knees being a little more No, they've been fine since I... No, I well, honestly... I know, but I mean... Before that, maybe. But no, I, even long before pregnancy and, like, knee really? pain, I don't enjoy getting started Mm. but i always feel so glad when i'm done yeah so i'm never looking to be like oh what do i have to do to want to work out no i just want to be disciplined to do it yeah like you like it because you like the friendship kind of social component like
1: i couldn't well i could if i really 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 tried but I have a hard time doing it on your own, getting myself to do it on my own. Yes. I like the class because I'm not deciding what I have to do.
0: Right. I My and, mom's the same way. You know,
1: I, I. It's I mindless.
0: Mean, you go, you show up, you do what you're told. I,
1: I can go outside and I can do stuff, but I won't enjoy that. Yeah. As much. You
0: like, you're very social. So you have friends in that class and you like that and you go to right. see them and you do it together and you But really...
1: I, I, I like getting stronger. I'm, I'm liking losing yeah. weight. But I, I think I, there I are. enjoy those things.
0: Yeah. And for me, like,
1: I like the competition of seeing did yeah. I lift heavier than everybody? and I don't.
0: I don't care at all. I don't yeah. And, well again, and
1: it's not something I'm trying to do right now, but it, it happens to
0: happen. Yeah. So I don't think that the that the real desire here is to be motivated when discouraged, but rather to be consistent and yeah. be disciplined, right? Because if you focus on all the reasons you want to do what you want to do and on everything that's going to be different about your life when you get there, you can get that positive emotion and that, that sort of drive. You can manifest that. You can create that. You can you know, really uh, think about things in a way that produces that feeling because it's always a focus before it's a feeling. However, what we really want is even when we're discouraged, even when we're frustrated, even when we're down, even when we're angry, we are consistent. And it's a practice. And I really remind myself that like every moment of not wanting to is an opportunity to either reinforce being inconsistent and reinforce and make stronger the excuses, or it's an opportunity to reinforce being disciplined and to reinforce keeping my word. Every single time you're giving a rep To one of those things. Mm -hmm. You're giving a rep and getting stronger at making excuses or you're giving a rep and making stronger your ability to be consistent and follow through. So to me, it's just the discipline.
1: Yeah, bang out those reps.
0: Yeah. So I really, you know, you can change how you feel by changing what you focus on. So if I think about certain things, I will be discouraged. If I think about other things, I will be motivated. So we can change the feeling. Like if I think about where I'm at with book three right now and how disorganized it is and all of the process ahead of writing and rewriting and organizing, and I'll feel pretty discouraged. But if I think about the fact that this is going to be my best book and that this is going to be the one that like really, really changes lives, not just changes how people think, but really changes what they do, then I'm way likely more likely to feel motivated so it's always a feeling before it's a focus or it's always a focus before it's a feeling so change what you focus on and you'll change how you feel yeah 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 what's
1: your next question the next question is and I I read this and I don't know how I feel about the question myself okay but if if you rewarded yourself every three months ish with a special, not so clean meal, mm-hmm. how long does it take to get back in effective fat burning mode? I don't think that they are separate. You can have a cheap meal and
0: still be in fat burning mode. Well, no, not at the moment. You know, like, I mean, you know, no, let's, let's, let's really break it down. When you have a big plate of pasta mm-hmm. and you've been eating super clean, you're not burning fat while you're burning pasta. You're just not. No. Right? So, no, it's a very valid question. Over time, like in a matter of a week, are you burning fat overall if you have one, you know, meal that's indulgent? Sure. But this but it is very true that you are not actively burning ice cream and burning <laughs> fat. But the same thing is true if you were to eat a steak or if you were to eat a salad. In the process of metabolism. So if if I sit down and I have a cabbage salad bowl in a couple hours, right? Yeah. And in that is my, my raw cabbage, carrots, eggs, bacon, avocado. My body does not need to burn my fat for fuel as I have that in my system because it has the cabbage salad to burn for fuel, okay? So the thing is, we have to realize that our bodies don't burn fat because we want to lose weight. Our bodies don't burn fat to be nice. Our bodies burn fat as fuel when they need fuel and there isn't other fuel available. Fat is not the first option right. that the body goes to. So whether we're talking about rewarding yourself with a meal that you consider indulgent, or we're talking about salmon and broccoli, when you eat it, your body preferentially uses that as fuel. So fat burning gets turned kind of off in the, met- in the metabolism process of a meal. So the question is, if I have something that's really indulgent, how long until I get back into fat burning? So if we compare that, let's say you go out, you have you know two slices of bread and a big plate of pasta and a glass of wine, compared to my cabbage salad, chances are, in your indulgent meal, you gave your body more fuel than it needs right now for operations. So the rest is going to be stored. Your body is going to use the sugar from the bread, from the wine, from the pasta before it uses your stored body fat for fuel. Now, when we compare it to the cabbage salad, there's more fat, there's more fiber, Mm -hmm. there's not as much sugar to be stored. So how long it takes for you to get back to fat burning depends on a lot of things. It depends on your activity level. It depends on how much you ate. It's not just a matter of like, well, this was indulgent. Did you have Two cups of pasta, four cups of pasta, half a cup of pasta. Did you have two small slices of bread, two big slices of bread? What is your basal metabolic rate? Sort of how much energy it takes just to keep you blinking and breathing and you know doing all those things or heart beating? So there's a lot of different factors. The answer is I don't know because the answer will be different from everybody for everybody, but I also think you don't need to know down to the minute. No. You just need to get back to the next, next best choice and know that there are things you can do to help you get back to fat burning faster. Like a workout. Like a workout um, or like making sure that if you just over consumed sugar starch, for example, minimize it moving forward so that you allow your body to tap into those stores. So it could be fast
1: after. I mean, anything could be done.
0: Don't not unless you're consistent in the way that you're eating. Fasting is what I would consider an advanced technique, but uh, always mechanics and consistency before intensity. However, there are lots of things you can do to get back faster I wouldn't worry about this. The mm-hmm. answer is you will probably never know down to I mean, the minutes, once, unless you're doing metabolic every testing.
1: Once three months, it doesn't, I mean. I
0: mean, unless you're doing advanced metabolic testing, you're not going to know, but it doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah, you're not even talking like a, a regular every week kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it, that doesn't even matter because you're still not going to know. Yeah. Okay.
1: Next question. Oh, fine, I'll read
0: it. Okay, fine.
1: I've always heard about the idea of trying to do too many things at once. You know, get out of debt, lose weight. Um, it means you end up not doing any of them as well as quick. Uh, you don't, don't end up doing any of uh, many wow. of them. Uh, Oh, my God. Do you God. need me to take over? No. As well? Uh, it means, oh, <laughs> shit. I've, I've always heard about the idea of trying to do too many things at once. It uh, means you don't end up doing them as well or as quickly as if you focused on one thing at a time. I, I screwed myself up by actually <laughs> reading your frigging examples in the middle of it. What's oh, your what, sorry What's your take on examples. What's your take on multitasking and uh, ineffectiveness?
0: Okay, the fact of the matter is, to, we, to
1: break it down into simpler terms,
0: <laughs> we are all going to have to focus on more than one thing at a time. The notion that you can only focus on weight loss, for example, or only focus on getting out of debt, ignores the reality that we have jobs, that we have families, that we have homes, that we have all of these things. Now, that doesn't mean that you might not benefit from having a primary goal that gets more of your time. So this is exactly why, do you know what I'm going to say? We journal. The Changemakers Journal came to be. Right. Because While I can have a primary goal of building my business or getting out of debt or losing weight, I still have to invest in my marriage. I still have to pay my bills. I still have to do these other things. So the way that it is designed is that you have one primary goal that you identify three daily action steps for, and they can be small. And then in the other areas of your life, you don't focus on all of them every day, But you pick three each day and you have one thing that you move towards. So for example, if my primary goal was weight loss, the three things that I might do for that goal, number one, take my supplements. Number two, I write out what I'm going to eat for that day. Number three, work out. Then there's like 20 other areas of my life that I invest in. Business, family, marriage, motherhood, money, home organization, friendships, you name it. I don't invest in each one of those things every day, but I'm going to pick three per day that I do one thing for. So maybe that means, like the other day, I sent my, one of my grandmothers a picture of Roman. Mm-hmm. Another day, uh, I connected with four colleagues just with a simple text message like, hey, what's going on in your business? Just to kind of catch up, that networking piece is a big part of it for me. And then the other one would be family dinner, right? So right. the notion, in theory... Would we get someplace faster if we only focused on one thing? Yeah, but I don't know anybody who can put their family on hold, their finances on hold, their job on hold, their faith on hold, their self-improvement on hold, They're all, like that's just not real life. So we just need to have a system. For, and I don't, it doesn't matter what your system is as long as it works. I created the Changemakers Journal because I needed my own system. And then when I distributed it to my team, they were like, we need to share this with people. So, that, I mean, in theory, yeah, you're going to get places faster if you only focus on one thing. In real life, I don't know of a single human who can only focus on one thing. That's just not real life. Like, how many things do you have to focus on? You've got your job, you've got your marriage, you've got your friends, you've got your extended family. You've got your health and fitness, right? Like there's, there's no way that you could just say, I'm only going to focus on my career because you're, you're a dad.
1: Right, and you won't let me.
0: <laughs> well, you would, it, wouldn't even, <laughs> it wouldn't even be possible, right? right? Like we have animals, we have this, we have that. So it's sort of a theory versus real life kind of deal.
1: Yeah. All right, two more. Does adapting the keto lifestyle and mindset mean rarely having potatoes, pasta, rice, or bread forever? I don't know. I mean, how strict are you looking to get?
0: Well, not only that, forever is a really long time. (laughs) Like, do you think, for once, let's just say that you are 42 and you have decided that a ketogenic lifestyle is what's right for you. Do you think that you're necessarily going to have the same goals and the same lifestyle when you're 87? I mean, forever is a really long time. I mean, I I applaud your
1: commitment. (laughs)
0: Does that mean that you might decide that rarely having potatoes, pasta, rice, or bread Is an awesome way to live for the rest of your life? Cool, yeah. But, like, why are you trying to figure out forever today? Right. I just think that's, like, a a waste of energy. And it's just, at best, you're totally guessing because... What if you hate it? Not only that, like, what if if your goals change? What if your metabolism changes? What if your lifestyle changes? What if your, you know, the science comes out differently and there's some better way to do things? Like, I would not want anybody to try to figure out forever today, even if they're 90. That's just silly to yeah. me. Yeah, I don't know. Can you choose to do that forever? Sure. Can you choose not to do that forever? Sure. Also, I have no idea what rarely means to you. Because I would say I rarely have potatoes, pasta, rice, or bread. Ra- oh, I, very rarely.
1: Very rarely very have rarely. those things. I mean, maybe a I don't, handful of times a year.
0: Yeah, like that. I don't. I don't like how I feel right. when I eat those things, and they're not worth it to me. We
1: do indulge in the bread from restaurants once in a while. Yeah,
0: one, but usually I say I know, it's I know, not I,
1: worth I, it. I chow it on you.
0: And I and I most I try of the to time, help. <laughs> most of the time, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. Um. But like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what rarely means choice. to you, and you get to decide what you do forever, mm-hmm. and I, and forever is a long time, so I have no idea. But, I mean, if it's once every three months, like the previous question, you know, hey, whatever. But even then, like. Why are you trying to figure out what you have to do forever? Focus on today.
1: I had stopped eating so much junk food, especially I sugar. There's a lot of
0: diet questions today. Yes. Like nutrition.
1: And it's almost like you, you read them ahead of time, too.
0: I just pull them from the list. I go one and one, two, three, four. I pull the top ones. Fair
1: enough. I'd stopped eating so much junk food, especially sugar. Mm-hmm. Wasn't, wasn't one to eat much processed food in the past. Mm-hmm. Then I began during the pandemic, and now I can't stop. How do I revert
0: back to my old self? First of all, never for the rest of your life tell yourself you can't stop because that is not true. If you tell yourself you can't stop, you are basically giving yourself no options. If you can't stop, why are you asking? Because you can't. Right. You know what I mean? Like If you tell me that, um, I, I don't know. You can't climb a tree. Well, you can't. So why are we even going to have a conversation about how you can climb a tree? Because you just told me you can't. Right. That's not true. You can stop. And I say this all the time. My longtime listeners know exactly what's going to come out of my mouth next. If I said to you, I'll give you a million dollars cash, tax-free, tomorrow, if you don't have any sugar today, it would be the easiest day of your life. You wouldn't be like, thanks for the offer, but I can't stop eating sugar. Oh, oh my gosh. You'd be, you'd be
1: propositioned everywhere
0: with sugar that day. <laughs> The but fact of the matter you'd be is. You're able to say no
1: because you know what's tomorrow.
0: Why'd you move your mic? I didn't. Okay, you did. But okay. Um, yeah, the notion that you can't stop. Can't means you're not open. Can't means you, you can't, right? There are things I can't do. I can't dunk a basketball, right? And you just moved your mic. What? You just moved your mic. You're out of your mind. I'm not out of my you mind. You are.
1: She's seeing things, folks.
0: I'm not seeing things because I'm the one that gets complaints about the audio. So once we sound check, don't move your damn mic. Anyway. The thing moves around my head. What do you want me to tell you? Stop I'm an moving anima-
1: it. I'm, I'm an animated talker. It moves when I move my head.
0: All right. Um, you, you, you can. The first you thing can. you need to do, you know, how do you revert back to your old self? Well, there is no going backwards, but moving forwards. Don't try to go backwards. Moving forwards Never tell yourself you can't. Can't lives on Walt Street. When you tell me you can't, what you're saying is I'm not open. That's total garbage. If I offered you a million dollars cash money today, if you did not have sugar, you wouldn't be like, oh, what a bummer. I wish I could take you up on that million dollars, but I can't stop eating sugar. Like, that's just crazy.
1: But think of all the sugar you can buy with that million (laughs) (laughs) dollars.
0: I mean, that's just crazy. It really begins with, yes, you can. And what is the improvement I'm able and willing to make? And we probably have, I don't know, 400 episodes of the podcast talking about incremental improvements and how to create change. So that's where I would start. Let's give away relief.
1: Okay. Let's give it away.
0: Who's our winner today? Our winner is at Nikki Soger. N-I-K-K-I-S-O-G-R. Email me, Elizabeth, at primalpotential.com. Within 60 days days. of today's episode, tell me you were the winner for episode 924. Include your mailing address, and I will get out. I actually have to bring last week's winner to the post office today. I will um, get your Relief Plus out to you. I'll also link to it in the show description. And what you will also see is the link to the wait list for our January Action Mastermind. I am so excited about that.
1: If you don't email us within 60 days, we get to reclaim your relief. That is true.
0: That is true. All right. Onward with our day. Everybody have a good one. We'll talk to you very soon. Make great decisions. Seriously. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.